I've got quite a few things, but they're all short and sweet. So, kind of sweet just works that way. Perfect. Okay, giddy up. Good, good. <laughs> Is that what you say before you you make love, Jeremy? <laughs> I know if I say something stupid there, Jack's gonna put it at the beginning it's of the show. Going so the I'm not gonna show, fall for that, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> It's Super Bowl Sunday, and welcome to the All Our Teams podcast, the uninformed and yet equally opinionated gander into the sporting world. As always, my name is Alistair Kirk, and once again, I am joined by my two fantastic co-hosts. First up, he is super pumped for the halftime show. It's Jack Green. (laughs) Good to see you both, gents. Uh, Very excited for today. And much like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he said he would be back, and he is. It's Jeremy Curo. Yes, nice one. Love Schwarzenegger. And love Toronto's own The Weeknd, Jack's buddy, performing at halftime. That should be pretty fun. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, by the time you listen to this podcast, the uh, NFL champions for 2020 will have been announced. And we do hope that you stayed up nice and late in the UK or just a regular evening if you live in North America to watch said game. And I am sure on the next podcast you listen to, we will be dissecting that game in detail. So, boys, I am looking forward to it. Jeremy Curo, it's bloody good to see you. Uh, You took some annual leave, but you are back. Um, How are things? Tell, Tell us. How are things? Yeah, not bad. Uh, extreme snow here hasn't stopped in about four days. It's completely insane. Uh, but luckily, I'm in uh, Studio 2 now, a.k.a. my childhood bedroom. So Fantastic. You know, that's uh, <laughs> something that's happened. Uh, who knows how long it'll be for, but in the meantime, uh, it's nice to be back. Nice to see you boys again. It absolutely is. And ladies and gentlemen, it is wonderful to have you back for yet another episode of All Our Teams. Please remember, we're on Instagram at all our teams, Spotify, Apple Pods. If you are on Apple Pods, give us a cheeky five-star review. Free pint in Canada. Uh, probably what, are you, what will it be? A Bombardier? It, what a horrendous Eagle beverage Bombardier <laughs> Premium British Ale. <laughs> all right. So if you give us five stars on yeah. uh, <laughs> on Apple Pods, uh, that's the joy of a beverage you will have. Uh, but please give us a shout on social media as well. We've got multiple things going on. Uh, we need to know if people are still picking college teams. That would be wonderful for the 2021 college season when that uh, starts again. Uh, we've also got our list of favorite Swiss people. Uh, so far, we've got a great list of four or five people, none of whom are from Switzerland. So keep just keep that coming in. That'll be wonderful. Uh, Jeremy, uh, bombarding you with questions, uh, much like that beverage, Bombardier. Uh, but um, nice. any updates on Twitter? Twitter, no. However, I do have some some bones to pick from last week's episode that I missed, uh, mainly with Jack going on about Jeremy, Hawkeye yeah. not being yeah, the worst yeah, yeah. Avenger. How did I know yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> because you know me well. Listen, I, I rewatched. The Avengers the other night with my parents. Watch. He's by far the worst. Oh, he does, all, he does all he does is shoot a bow. You, what else does he do? He does some flips and stuff, but he's you know he's intuitive, and I feel that he brings a, a human aspect to the whole team, makes it feel relatable. That's why he's there. Well, well, he's a bit of a dick, and so are you. Oh, so maybe that's on. why you like him. <laughs> <Strong>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
That's what uh, happens when you drink premium English that's ale. That's true. You just get a bit violent. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, you guys mentioned Ron Jeremy on last week's episode. Uh, <laughs> not going to speak highly of him, but I did see him once. He performed at my university. Stop. And I got his autograph. <laughs> now... Not porn. <laughs> what did he do then? Did he do a little dance? Oh, he came he out. He did. A, and... uh, he did a little bit of stand up at the beginning, which was actually, oh, actually pretty did. good. Then he just did some Q and A's. Yeah, he was actually pretty funny. Uh, but uh, we still don't care for him after yeah. what we know about him now. Yeah, absolutely. When I was in New Zealand, uh, one of the guys I was there with applied for a job, and on the application it said, "Who inspires you?" And he wrote Ron Jeremy. Um, didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't get the job. Didn't get the yeah, job. Yeah, fair enough. Unfortunately. That's unfortunate. But Jeremy, thank you for listening uh, to last week's podcast uh, when it was Team Britain um, taking the reins. And ladies and gentlemen, we do hope that you listened also. Please remember, you can get all our episodes from the um, phenomenally awkward episode one to the really bad <laughs> oh, episode no. four right up till now. So <laughs> please find our back catalogue uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. What's in store for you this week? Well, we're going to update you on uh, just how bad our teams are. Some are less bad than others. Uh, we, um, we we use the sports podcast to talk some sport. That's going to be fun. Jeremy hosts a quiz. Um, it's the return of the Neil Lennon twat of the week uh, before we end on <laughs> some top threes. So, what's the worst that could happen? Jeremy Kuro, as we've alluded to a few times now, you were not here last week, so we'd love to hear from you. To kick off this podcast, um, some good news. Uh, not only are you back, but it would turn out that uh, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and the Toronto Raptors are back. Yeah, they beat the Nets, which is especially nice to see. Uh, the main takeaway from them over the past few weeks is, past few weeks, I don't know what vast few weeks are, uh, Fred Van Vliet <laughs> scoring a Raptors high 54 points. Wow. And um, he, he beat the record of DeMar DeRozan, previously held by Terrence Ross. And I remember when that Ross one happened because it was when the three of us were all living in room 216 in a certain oh, hostel. Salute. Great room. Great mm-hmm. hostel. But the, DeMar, I guess, watched the game, saw it, and then tweeted out, congrats to my brother, Freddie V. Kyle Lowry's old ass couldn't do it. Glad you did, champ. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so you got to like that. Uh, moving on to the Jets, the Deshaun Watson move is looking less and less likely. Um, not only to them, but overall. So uh, moving on from him, looking to the draft, we'll get into this more closer to the actual draft. But at this point, I'd be happy with either Zach Wilson from BYU or Justin Fields at the beginning. I really just want to move on from Sam Darnold. And uh, looking at my little notes here, I got Leafs written out next, record, and then blank. So I forgot to update their record. Uh, (laughs) However, they've looked great recently. Um, But more importantly, related to the NHL, i I posted on Instagram, you guys may have seen it, the NHL reposted one of my brother's videos that he shot with our buddy Pavel Barber out on Toronto Island. So that was pretty cool. That is so cool. And um, yeah, that's about it for my teams this week. Not a whole lot going on. All right, well, I can tell you that uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are 9-2-1, so it's going well in the Toronto Metropolitan area. And uh, it's also going well in the Tampa Metropolitan area, so go Toronto. Um, Mr. Jack Green. Yeah, so um, a couple of weeks ago, I declared myself comfortable with Norwich City's current situation. Um, um, two or three days after that, Norwich went and beat Bristol City 2-0, which is a fantastic result. Bristol City have been a team that were, were up and contending. Since then, Norwich City have not scored a single goal <laughs> in four competitive games. Yes. One cup, three in the league, um, and lost to Swansea City, uh, who were... 
second. Uh, I think I think are now third due to Brentford winning. Um, um, on Friday night uh, in a what is can only be really described as a dismal performance. Looked just weren't in it at all. Um, missing Emmy Buendia, who I mentioned was sent off against Middlesbrough um, in one of the the nil nil draws that were back to back. In Norwich, not scoring. Hopefully, he'll be back, and they'll learn how to put the ball in the net. Um, a little bit concerning, but hopefully, it's just a blip. Um, we'll move on. Pacers. Uh, I've yet again not watched any basketball this week, <laughs> um, so it's not going very well. You did so well uh, for a week, Jack. I know, it's you did so well for um, a week. Uh, maybe now the NFL is about to finish. I'll sort my uh, sort my shit out and and watch it. But. Um, to be honest, uh, I've not missed much since we last spoke. They're one and three. They played the Bucks. They played the 76ers. Tough games. But uh, momentum seems to have been lost pretty much since Oladipo left. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team. They'll probably make the playoffs. They look like they could. But I don't know. I don't know enough. Don't watch it. <laughs> so probably should. Um, my... my uh, one year rental of the Calgary Flames is going just as well as everything else really lost two of a three game stand uh, away at the Jets uh, but beat the Oilers at 6-4 last night um, Connor McDavid right. continues to be wildly impressive every time I, I see anything of him and he, he is insanely good incredible um, such a shame that like he's not won anything yet but he's still young you know there's still time um, still time for him to go down as one of the greats I reckon um, Blue Jays in a in another situation where I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, brought in a lot of players um, and look <laughs> like by all accounts. See, I don't really know anything about baseball's off season. It blows my mind with the free agency and the signings and the drafts and stuff. There's a lot of information, and I don't know enough about the game, let alone each individual team. But by all accounts, Blue Jays have made themselves almost a contender this year with the with the players they've brought in. Um, so, you know, we'll be delving hopefully into that a little bit more as the season comes around and maybe we'll do a, a baseball uh, preview part and we'll try and figure out exactly what True. happens in baseball. Um, <laughs> maybe some, uh, maybe uh, an, an opportunity for us all to learn. Yeah, Jeremy, you're more likely to know an expert than us, but we'll, we'll find someone and we'll, we'll learn True. some stuff. And maybe finally, Brandon, I'll, cover this, stuff. I'll cover this briefly. Um, just quickly, uh, England lost to Scotland in the rugby. Um, anyone that does follow our Instagram will have seen the videos of Ali losing his mind, and I'll leave the rest mm-hmm. for him to explain, as I didn't see any of the game due to being at work. Absolutely. Well, I will very shortly update the listeners, the wonderful listeners on uh, on, on Scottish rugby in general. Uh, quick question. Um, we talk about doing a Major League Baseball special. Uh, I bizarrely actually know someone who's a massive baseball fan who's okay. from Edinburgh. That's a, that's a weird one. So yeah, we'll, we'll, there put you go. Pin, we'll put a pin Bring on in his name. Uh, and the second one will be just anyone, any update on Charlie Blackman? Not spoken about him for several weeks, months. Anyone know? Is he not still good. alive? Uh, actually... Our buddy Brandon came past for a coffee this morning, and uh, he brought up Charlie Blackman. So we don't know anything about him, but he did mention his name. <laughs> so we Brilliant. About. Okay, that's the same nice. thing. Yeah. yeah. So his Good. name has been mentioned. Good to know he's still relevant. That is superb. Yep. Well, uh, boys, uh, let's just go through the negatives of my team and uh, of my teams. And funnily enough, that negative is Tottenham Hotspur. Who would have thought that one? Um, lost three one to Jeremy's beloved Liverpool. Followed that up with a one 0 loss to uh, Brighton and Hove. 
Albion. Now, um, the best bit of all this is the depressingly fantastic stat via the Athletics' Charlie Eccleshare, which was Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Now, he scored a wonder goal against Liverpool in the 48th minute. Great goal. Highly recommend everyone searches for it online. Spurs then proceeded to not have another shot on goal until the 31st minute of the Brighton game. So between wow. the 48th minute of the Liverpool game and the 31st minute of the Brighton game, Spurs, it's not just didn't have a shot on target, they didn't have a shot on goal for 70 whole minutes between the two games, wow. over the two games. So that is Tottenham Hotspur in a nutshell. Now, we did beat Premier League bottom feeders West Brom 2-0 today. Harry Kane, he's back from injury. You'll recall on our last pod, we said that he'd had a couple of, uh, or both his ankles were a bit bust. He has returned. Clearly couldn't get the annual leave for the Super Bowl, so he was dragged <laughs> onto the field. <laughs> Uh, whether he wanted to or not, and he's just made the difference. Spurs look like a completely different team. We were so woeful against Liverpool, and even worse against Brighton. I think that Brighton game was one of the worst Spurs performances in my tenure of being a Spurs fan, which is about a decade now. Wow. Um, actually, probably over a decade now. It's a big uh, being... for Tottenham, really. Exactly, it is. But I just think it's because of the, st- the, the, the players that we do have now. We're not the Tottenham of 10, 12 years ago. We've got one of the all-time greatest managers in the world, and we looked completely disinterested somebody posted a a, a 30 second video clip onto reddit just basically saying tottenham defined and it was just spurs players walking literally walking around the field not trying not pressing not doing anything and brighton almost looked stunned that they had all this time with the ball so really pleased to beat west brom 2-0 today but um spurs have gone from three weeks ago people saying will they finally win the premier league to being seventh in the table so things are going well in north london uh let's go over to the states uh the coyotes um they've got a 5-5-1 record uh, beat the st louis blues the reason i bring them up uh jack on last week's podcast, we spoke about the oddities in the NHL schedule this year. Well, uh, the Arizona Coyotes are playing the St. Louis Blues uh, six times in a row. Wow. So not a good team uh, to now, be playing six times in a row. Yeah, yeah currently, currently, with the, currently winning the Series 2-1, wow. but there's uh, still another three games to go. So that could go terribly wrong from here. But yes, the Minnesota Wild uh, decided not to follow any fo- uh, form of COVID protocol and then proceeded to uh, get shut down for, I think it's 10 days as per regulation. So we're playing St. Louis again and again. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, currently on my TV, uh, live score update, 82-77 to my beloved sons against the Boston Celtics. So I'll go nice. us. Um, the other day, uh, we uh, beat uh, the Pistons. Now, the reason I say this, uh, bring this up, is because uh, Jeremy Curell, the Detroit Pistons, have won only five games this year. As we, at the time of recording, I was going to see if you could name those five teams. Oof. That they beat? Yes, sir. Oh, God try to avoid Pistons games. Last night I was deciding, do I watch Calgary versus Edmonton in hockey or do I watch LA versus Detroit? And once I saw Detroit, I went with the hockey game. <laughs> yes. Well, well um, LA is one of them. Jack Green, you have a point. Thanks for that, Jack. Uh, You're welcome. Let's see. Uh, in, uh, Indiana? Uh, incorrect. Damn. <laughs> the reason <laughs> I... The reason I bring this up, boys, is because the Detroit Pistons have only won five games this year. They have beaten the Boston Celtics, who have a 12-9 record, the Phoenix Suns, who have a 12-9 record, 
the Philadelphia 76ers, who have a 17-7 and record, and the LA Lakers, who have an 18-6 and record. The only team out of that five who don't have a winning record are the Miami Heat. So the Detroit, the Detroit Pistons, I can't even say the word, but the Detroit Pistons are utterly terrible, and yet four of their five wins have been against teams with winning records who are all in the top four of their conference. So wow. what a really Strange. weird team that they are. But ladies and gentlemen, as I ramble on about the Detroit Pistons, nobody cares about the Detroit Pistons. Who cares about <laughs> them? Why am I even talking about them? Because yesterday at approximately, yeah. I don't know, half five, sorry about this, Jack, it's like the bills all over again. Just, right. just leave for 10 minutes. Approximately half five, something about that, six o'clock. The final whistle blew in one of the greatest moments in Scottish rugby history. The Six Nations is back. I've said it on this podcast before. It's the greatest of all rugby tournaments. It's the greatest of all sports tournaments in my eyes. And Scotland, we did it. We beat England at Twickenham for the first time in 38 years. Now, first, uh, the first thing that should be said, that's a terrible statistic. (laughs) Um, I mean, we play there every second year in a in an annual tournament, and in 38 years we've 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 won once. So well done us! But it was just incredible. Uh, now the score was 11-6 to Scotland. That does no justice to Scotland. Um, we should have won by more. England were goodness knows what happened to to, to England, Jack. Um, there's going to be a lot of work needed for for next week. Albeit you're playing Italy, so actually no work at all. Just turn <laughs> up and you'll win. Um, huh. Recency bias in play, you know, obviously I said about this, the Spurs-Brighton game being one of the worst. Maybe that's recency bias. Maybe this is recency bias. But I genuinely think it was one of the all-time, if not the greatest Scottish performance of all, you know, ever. Um, you know, we're playing in Twickenham, a place we can't go and win. We're, we're Scotland. So, I mean, like, you know, two weeks ago we discovered we're only good at elephant polo. So we're not good at anything. Um, <laughs> And we went to England's fortress and, and we beat them and England were completely stunned. Uh, Owen Farrell could do nothing but kick the ball. He had no answers to, to Scotland and I was just so, so proud. I mean, my boy Doohan, he got the, as a choke, he got the only try of the game. But we, do, we dominated everywhere, boys, from possession to power to discipline to lineouts to scrums. And, and for me, the most surprising part of Scotland's performance was confidence. We looked like a team who wanted to win. We looked like a team that could play for 80 minutes. With a minute to go, Scotland are killing the ball. We're just going into contact, killing the ball, killing the clock. And then we decided, for no apparent reason, we try a drop goal. Now, remember, we're only up 11 points to six, so we could still lose this if if England get a converted try. We decided to go for a a drop goal. Funnily enough, failed miserably. And England got possession. But normally, I'd be sitting on the edge of my my chair thinking to myself, this is it, Scotland have lost the game. But we didn't. Um, We just went through the phases, and Hamish Watson, with a wonderful turnover... And kicked it out, and as our, all our wonderful listeners on, on Instagram will have noticed, I lost my collective shit, and uh, <laughs> probably got a noise complaint from my neighbours, so massive sort of apologies to them if they listen. Well, they're I probably doubt doing it, the but, same uh, thing. Massive apologies <laughs> to them. They might have been doing the same thing, maybe I just couldn't hear them, we couldn't hear each other, it was wonderful. So I'm conscious, as always, I've been speaking for about 25 minutes here, but it was just incredible. Um, please... Find highlights if you can, if you want to watch it. Um, Stuart Hogg, who's been under pressure's captain, had a wonderful game. He had a superb spiral kick from just outside the 22 right into the corner. Uh, you know, the corner flag in, in, in the English half. It was one of the best kicks I've ever seen. Um, Cam Redpath on debut came in at number 12. It's going to be so difficult to take the, the 12 shirt off him. He was just brilliant. Hamish Watson, he's the, what we, I would think he's the best back rower in the world right now. Um, and Finn Russell, who I've said to you is a highlight reel, mm. probably didn't have his best game, but he still did what we asked, which was turn up and 
not be an idiot, although he did get sin-binned for a very stupid mistake at one point. But <laughs> honestly, boys, uh, Jack, I know how devastated you'll be. Um, but uh, once in 38 years at Twickenham, maybe we can have this one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I'm st- you know, it's been such a shitty year. It's still shit. And, but that, that was incredible, just to watch Scotland play like that. I've been calling for Gregor Townsend to get sacked. I know nothing. I'm glad we kept him because that was brilliant. So yeah, Scotland are currently second in the Six Nations. England have been absolutely stunned. There's going to be a lot of fallout from that, I think. And uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really happy, Mr. Jack Green. Yeah, I, I can't really comment too much on the game because I didn't watch it. So it's not really fair to, other than what pundits have said, and that is basically agreeing exactly with what you said, is that England were lacklustre and Scotland deserved every every point they got. Um uh, amazing, really. Um, I do have to say, I've lived in Scotland for just over four years now, and in the Six Nations that have happened since that time, Scotland have beaten England three times. So, if anything, <laughs> I'm on your side. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I do actually have a follow-up question that doesn't just relate to rugby. Um, now, this is something that comes up a lot with England as well, so I'll make it kind of a British thing, but... Um, Scotland have had quite a lot of success internationally in terms of men's sport, uh, which is unusual for recent yes. times. Um, yes, apart from the since, Pools, since yes. fans weren't allowed to be in the stadium. Now, this is yeah. from an English perspective. Um, you know, it's something that has always been a big issue. That not just the the fans, but the media have have almost tainted our own potential success. Um, do you think? Maybe the, the fact that there aren't fans in the stands has actually contributed to Scotland performing better and more confidently without receiving high levels of of abuse, I guess. That's what it is. Um, and maybe yes. they've performed better for it. Yeah, so if we take rugby, I think at Murrayfield, no. But I think at Twickenham, yes. I think there being there not being 80,000 England fans in Twickenham Stadium yesterday will, will have helped. Yeah. It will have helped because it must be so off-putting to be playing a game of rugby where basically everyone in the stadium is just against you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone wants you to fail. Um, so I think it will help. I think when you look at Scottish rugby and you look at Murrayfield, no, I actually think the crowd helps at Murrayfield. Um we sold out uh, 14 games in a row at Murrayfield Stadium, which was pretty damn amazing. And we went on like a, on an incredible run of something like 10, 10 home wins in a row. Like yeah. we nearly beat we nearly beat the All Blacks. You know, if Stuart Hogg had just made it another 10 yards, we would have we would have beaten the All Blacks um, back in 2017. And you know, we've we've we you know we had the 2018 game, Jack. We watched in the pub, you know, at Murrayfield, where we beat England. Yeah. And again, that was one of one of Scotland's all-time best performances. So when it comes to the rugby side of things, I think the fans at Murrayfield really help. And I actually, in the autumn test, was really worried that the lack of fans were affecting Scotland because we were terrible. And I think it was. And that's obviously got to be a nerve going forward. Is when we play at home, we have to realise fans aren't there. Uh, when it comes to football, almost certainly. Um, I mean, after by not qualifying since 1998 for any major tournament, it's safe to say fans were fairly done and, and dusted with that team, although just terrible management all round. Um, so it's an interesting one. I think, you know, so I think when it comes to fans, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it has made much of a difference, but um, it would be absolutely, absolutely peak Scotland if the first time we ever win the Six Nations, so we did when win the Five Nations, but we've, but yeah, the first time we win the Six Nations, not one person's in the stand to see any of it. <laughs> <laughs> that really would be peak Scotland, but yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what your thought is, Jeremy. I don't know what your thought is. Uh, like, if we look at basketball, I mean, there's some crazy records going out there. Um, 
I don't know if lack, lack of crowds are affecting... Well, I mean, we saw they let fans into an Atlanta game and they just hurled abuse at LeBron for Instagram <laughs> likes. So yeah. Maybe they shouldn't be there. But yeah, I don't know what you boys are thinking. Yeah, I don't think, at least in the NBA, it makes too much of a difference. The crowd's never a huge factor unless it's like, you know, a playoff atmosphere type thing. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that's that would that would suck. I mean, it'd be amazing for Scotland to win, but it would be kind of funny if it was when there was no one there to see it. Yeah, we have to remember we qualified for the Euros as well, and nobody was there to see it. So we've done yeah. two we've done two amazing things, and uh, nobody was there to watch it. But I don't know. It was it was still fun to watch it at home. Although I all I can say is if we hadn't been in this situation, the party in Edinburgh last night would have been. I wouldn't be here for the podcast. Let's put it this way. I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be in a nice bath recovering. Anyway, boys, I did a hell of a lot of talking there, but thank you for letting me do so because I was so excited about about Scottish rugby. We've got Wales at home uh, this weekend coming, and I'm hoping on the next podcast I can bring good news again because Wales are not great but anyway more Six Nations later on um, Mr Jack Green uh, would you like to talk talk some sports yeah I've got a few things that have come up uh, over the over the week um, some short and sweet um, one the first thing that has kind of caught my attention this week was uh, Emma Hayes the manager of Chelsea Women's Football Club had been rumoured to take over the job for AFC Wimbledon men's team uh, and it was uh, the way it was being portrayed in the media was that this was a massive step up for her, and this was a, an opportunity for her to be the first woman uh, as a manager at a men's football club in English football. And um, she fantastically turned round and took insult to it and said, "Are you kidding? Like I am the Chelsea manager. Why would yeah. AFC Wimbledon be a step up for me? AFC Wimbledon or what? League One, League Two? I don't even know." Like, uh, League One, possibly, or League Two, might be even actually. Yeah, they. Uh, she's the Chelsea manager, and uh, I think that, if anything, you know, made a huge statement that people didn't quite realise actually that the job that she's in is a very high-profile job. They're a Champions League team. They're, a, you know, they're at the top of their game. Why would she want to go to AFC Wimbledon? And she's been very, very vocal uh, in in saying basically like, bugger off, like. You don't need to rumor me for this because I'm happy in my job. Um, next one, slightly more more comical. Um, a commentator has been fired from working for Hamilton Academicals um, after making a <laughs> comment at halftime, basically telling the world that he needed to go for a shit. Um, <laughs> uh, he, in, in a Scottish term, jobby, meaning poo or go for a shit basically so he said i'm gonna see you later i'm going for a jobby so um, <laughs> brilliant uh, and hamilton put this very very kind of professional tweet out to say you know we're uh, we won't be hiring him again after the comments made and everyone's just gone nuts on twitter just saying the boy said jobby on the radio which is hilarious um <laughs> jez i've put here also sorry. jack how many people were watching that game it's hamilton oh, you know, I mean, four like- um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, sounds like Hamilton here. Exactly. Yeah, it's the Hamilton oh, effect yeah. Oh, yeah. around the world. Um, it really is. Jeremy, I've put here to ask you about Bobby Webster and if it's a good thing. I think he renewed a contract this week. Bobby Webster is he not the Who's GM of the Raptors? Oh, that Bobby Webster. <laughs> <laughs> because you have a list Sorry, of Bobby Webster. I forgot Webster's. his name for a moment. No, no, I was thinking of Bobby Wagner for oh, a right, moment. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, to- Jeremy, uh, tell us your Seattle? top three favorite Bobby thingies. Webster's. Bobby's? Bobby oh, Webster. Bobby's World was a great show when I was a kid. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Mr. Blobby? I've just I've just drank this British ale. I am not in uh, well. If if you if you're going British, then a, a bobby is a copper, a policeman, and in Scotland a a bobby is a penis. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I do know about those. Anyway, the bottom line, uh, pretty exciting actually that that Bobby Webster resigned. He's the GM now. Masai Ujiri was promoted to president of the team, um, but Webster's done a good job too. So now that they've got locked him locked up, rather. They just need to lock up Masai too, and then we'll be cooking here in Toronto. Lovely stuff. Yeah, I put a note there. I couldn't remember why. Um, and then as I was saying it, I remembered. So <laughs> makes sense. A um, couple more bits and bobs. Um, We're really good at this, boys. We're really bits good. and bobbies. Bits and bobbies. Um, cricket has returned to Channel 4 for live action for the first time since Wonderful. 2005 Ashes Test, the one that I always go on about. Um, shame it's in India and it starts at 4 a.m. So no one's watching it. But... Um, England have been fantastic. Joe Root hit a 200, I'm pretty sure, and India Incredible. Have, have stifled England a little bit in the second innings. But as of now, England are on top. Fantastic news. Philip Rivers is going to be a head coach of a high school team. Amazing. Just thought I'd add that nice. in there. Brilliant. He's doing He's the old... Um, one of his eight children. Uh, probably, yeah. Like he, he could fill up, you know. Yeah, true. I wonder how old his oldest kid is now. Would it be creepy if I typed in Philip Rivers' children into Google? Probably. We'll just leave it. Yeah, the <laughs> Scotland Yard or whatever might show up at your door. And uh, just a quick bit on the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, it's happening tonight. We've already mentioned it. I won't go on and on. Um, both, just just my thoughts, um, see what your thoughts are on it, guys. Um, both Brady and Mahomes uh, in playoff football especially have a history of coming back against teams. Um does that mean, do you think that the, the team that has the best start is going to lose tonight? Or is this just going to be an all-out just slog of points left, right, and center? Yeah, I think, uh, well, Kansas City, I mean, remember last year's playoff, they were down in literally every game and came back to win. And uh, they were down against the Bills, sorry, Jack, a few weeks ago. Um, but the difference between them is that Brady's chucked a couple interceptions almost every game, but has been, been bailed out by the rest of his team. If that happens against Kansas City... Um, yeah, it's over, and then people will be listening to this in hindsight. But um, for us, it hasn't happened yet. So uh, yeah, I could see I could see Tampa getting up early, but if Kansas City gets up early, I don't think Tampa's going to be able to mount a comeback. I like Bruce Arians, so I'm going with that. <laughs> well, that's a follow-up question. Do you think this is the, the last chance for Arians to actually win one? Because hundred percent, he's old now, and that team might fall apart. Well, he, he said about f- four times now he's going to retire and then just keeps coming back. So I think I think it is. I mm-hmm. think it is. Probably. I really hope he does. Jack, thank you very much for your sports updates. And just to confirm, AFC Wimbledon do play in League One. And a quick question for myself to you. Uh, where do you place Joe Root in current uh, test batting standings? Not a clue, mate. I've not really paid attention to cricket. I seem to be. It seems to be a running theme, isn't it? That I don't really pay attention to any sports that I like. Why am I? No, I feel the same podcast? way actually. Until until NFL's over, I'm just sort of pretending focused. I know what Ali's talking about when he mentions NBA. Just okay. focused well, on something else. Um, no, right. it's, well, I'm uh, glad to do this podcast. I'd, I'd have to. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have to pay a bit more attention to the rest of the world of cricket instead of just England. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, fuck it. You know, is he better than Kane Williamson? Possibly. Is he better than Virat Kohli? 
Possibly. Let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Curo. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching any sports, but if you have, talk to them. Talk about them. Well, sports in quotations. Uh, <laughs> and this next one is special to me because it's kind of local. So as you guys know, and some listeners may or may not know, whatever, normally I'm based in Toronto. Currently, I'm in Owen Sound, which is about two hours away from Toronto. Right between yes. the two is a little town called Orangeville. And Orangeville's own Edge just won the oh. 2021 Royal Rumble. Amazing. Now, Christian one of the champions he could choose to face at WrestleMania is Scotland's own Drew McIntyre. Oh. So should that happen, I think a little bet between us will be in order. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Now, can you um, update us on Orangeville? Uh, there's a great McDonald's that you can stop at on the way. You can choose <laughs> there or Wendy's. Oh. Uh, and that's pretty much it. There's a horrible Tim Hortons uh, where Jack would probably want to stop. I would always want to stop there. But there's a problem with Wendy's that I, I need to. I feel I need to express. Round buns, square burgers. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Oh yeah, that's controversial. Burgers are great. Yeah. And the bacon, <laughs> the baconator is a thing of beauty, right? But square you had buns. One of those? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, mate. <laughs> one. I've a, no, but I had one in New Zealand. I, I had don't... one in America, and it's it's like it's healthier in New Zealand because it's not so greasy. But oh. one of my friends here bought an, a baconator with eight uh, beef patties. Oh on my it. god! <laughs> so wow. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. moving on. Um, I'd like to go to Orangeville okay. when I come to Canada. Please. <laughs> sure, to my list. sure. It's on the way to Owen Sound. We can stop by. We're not okay. going to Tim Hortons though. Sorry, oh, Jack. Dick. <laughs> For absolute freak fest there. Sorry to anyone listening to Norwichville. <laughs> no, uh, okay, moving on from from fake sports to actual sports. Uh, NCAA, the video game, is returning next year. Yeah. And this is great news to me. These are very, very fun games, in my opinion, much better than the Madden football games. And when I think of these games, I think of former Ohio State and I think very briefly Buffalo Bills backup quarterback Cardale Jones. At the time, he was a star at Ohio State University. There was a picture of him at a local hospital playing the NCAA game against a sick kid. And the photo showed Jones winning the game 91 to 35 <laughs> over the sick kid. <laughs> he got a lot of flack online for this, which led to him sending out a tweet to address it where he, where he said, everybody, stop saying I beat the kid in the hospital 91-35. It was 98-35, <laughs> 91 with a minute and a half left in the fourth. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. Good. He's never been known for his his good tweets. Another uh, of my absolute favorites was uh, was this classic gem from from Cardale Jones when he tweeted, "Why should we have to go cl- to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come here to play school. <laughs> oh Classes are pointless." Oh my god! Yeah, he did help Ohio State win the national championship, but he was out of the NFL within a few years. He was, however, in the XFL uh, before it got canceled last year. On the subject of NCAA football, uh, that is college football for people that are unaware of what Thank I'm you. saying. Thank you. Uh, next year, Nebraska versus Illinois in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, wow. Wow. The Cornhuskers. Yeah. Versus the Fighting Illini, I think Illinois is called. Hey, Jack, we need to get over for that. I, I toured when I was there. We should. Um, we need to get Dave involved. Dave, August 28th. listening, mate, we need to get some tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Dave, you could pay for it, actually. Yeah, I don't know great. who you are, Dave, yeah. but you could pay for it. Well, he's he's the you know he's the, uh, he's a scout for Sterling Albion, which you know means that he works for a football club, so he's going to be rich. I'm not sure that's <laughs> quite how it works, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Sterling Sterling playing League Two. I mean, 
yeah. In Scotland. Yeah, so it's, it's even yeah. less. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Jeremy. We got No, it's good. Um, you're fine. Last year, it was supposed to be Notre Dame versus, I think, Navy in Dublin. Obviously, it had to be canceled. But um, pretty cool that they're, it sounds like they're going to be starting sort of an annual game there. Amazing. Um, and I like trying that to expand lot. the fandom a little bit. Well, you, you flew from Dublin so that's to Edinburgh, cool. Jeremy, and your uh, flight cost about £8.50. So that's how cheap we can get over there for. So. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was like 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yep. It was a great time. And it's a pretty cool city. So uh, I would think about coming over for that. Yes. So anybody who lives in the UK, I'd strongly suggest doing it. Um, I've got some stuff here about quarterbacks in the NFL um, and how many could possibly be on the move this offseason. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins, Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, all could be on new teams next year. And uh, I heard that the Raiders want to move Derek Carr, but I'm really unsure what the point of that would be because it's Carr's not you know a superstar, but he's much better than serviceable, and he's not their issue. Their issue is zero talent on defense, <laughs> um, basically no skill position players apart from Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. And their their other issue is is drafting like shit. Yeah. They took Cleland, Cleland Furl, fourth overall. He's done nothing. They took a safety in the first round, Jonathan Abrams. He's done nothing. Yeah, they took Josh Jacobs, but he's a running back, and a running back's not going to win you a game in, in, in this NFL. So um, I'm not really sure what else they could do. Jack, can you think of a place where Derek Carr could turn um, you know, an okay team into a contender? No, because it's Derek Carr. <laughs> Honestly, I, like he's, he's gone. It's, to me, he's gone. Like uh, Maybe you can blame the organization. But he's gone through different general managers, different coaches. I, I really, I, I just don't think he's that good. Like he shows flashes of brilliance, but it's flashes of brilliance. Mm. Like how many quarterbacks have done that? Um, yeah, I completely agree. Like I, just the, the Raiders are, are fucking weird as shit. Um, I think Gruden mm. has a big, big say in that, but that's Gruden in a nutshell, isn't it? But um, I mean, they, they, yeah, I think Henry Ruggs is probably a a, a good signing. Uh, well, good, they drafted him, but he's he's a very specific type of wide receiver. He's obviously he's a long, deep threat, um, and they, I mean, they use Waller in the in the slot, so I guess it, it kind of works. But they, yeah, there's just not a lot there. But that. They've obviously looked at Mariota and and thought that he could be the guy, and that's just mm. maybe they're just trying to get rid of Carr. I'm not sure what his contract situation is, but I really yeah, don't he's just over twenty a year, I think. Oh, it's oh, a lot for a you. Think if he went to a team, say like the Bears, he wouldn't be an improvement over Trubisky. It's hard to say that because Trubisky, when he's good, is great as he was for mm. a, a decent part of the season. I really don't think they're going to keep him, but they also spent a lot of money on on Nick Foles, so they're probably going to stick with him if they don't get someone better in the draft. They, you know, they can't really afford to bring in a Derek Carr. I just, I'm sure there is somewhere where he would fit, but I feel like he is on his on kind of en route to being a backup somewhere once his contract comes out. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got, unless, Ali, you've got any thoughts on the quarterback carousel in the NFL. Uh, I would like him to go to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> that's a good fit. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, true. How long left does he have on his contract? A couple of years, probably. Man, I'm not sure. They should not have paid him, turns out. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but they he should had not one, What year was it? He had a man. great year, like 2016 or something. He was... I think three years ago, yeah. yeah. So he's he, he proved he's shown that he can. It's just like I said, it seems now it just you get flashes. He's very it. inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. 
Quick, boys, quick question for me. Deshaun Watson, would you put money on him being at the Texans at the start of 2021? I'm starting to think so. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Texans, you want to do anything to please this guy because it's impossible to find a quarterback like that. Like, he's what? What do you think? Probably top five at a minimum in the league right now. Um, and they could get a lot for him, but a lot isn't worth a quarterback of that caliber. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, actually, listening to the, the fancy footballers, it's obviously fancy football um, this week, but uh, it was actually from a couple of weeks ago. But he is, he was, in terms of fancy football scores, he was number five overall for the season and number five in consistency, which shows that he is the same mm-hmm. guy every single week, even with the first four games of the season with Bill O'Brien, where he was awful because they were awful. Um, and then he picked it up from there. So I, I really don't think the organization is going to let him go. There was a lot of talk of him saying he wanted to go to the Broncos, which would have been incredible for them. Um, mm-hmm. With the with the weapons they've got on offense, they could he could have turned that team into a, a contender. But there's I just don't see them letting him go, which is a shame for him. But that's the league, isn't it? We do yep. say this, Jack, although it's the Texans, so I'm fully expecting them to trade him for, <laughs> for, a, for a ham and cheese toasty and a tackle bag. <laughs> yeah, one of those microwavable burgers. Yo, Rustler burger all the way. Incredible. Yeah, that's it. I'd be traded for a Rustler burger. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, anything else in the world of sports that you saw? No, no, I'm good. All right, well, I am now hungry, so that is a negative. Anyway, uh, boys... The Six Nations is back. Uh, you boys know how much I love my rugby. You know how much I love the Six Nations. And it is back, as we've alluded to. We'll bring it up once again. Scotland beat England at Twickenham. Incredible if you're me. Terrible if you're Jack. Sorry about that. Um, now, today, Wales beat Ireland 21-16. Uh, Peter Romani sent off for a shoulder to the head in a ruck uh, in, in only the 14th minute. What was in, a brilliant stat that came out of that was he was the first Irish player to ever be sent off in a Six Nations game, oh, wow. which is not bad. Um, that's quite a record. So um, equally, he should be proud and disappointed. So well done, uh, uh, Peter Romani. Um, now... The game was good. It wasn't as good as the games we saw yesterday, but it was still good. However, uh, the final um, sort of five minutes were just crazy. The ball kept going between Wales, back to Ireland, back to Wales, etc., etc. Wales only had to kill the ball for a minute more, and then scrum half Gareth Davis, for reasons that nobody can fathom, decided to boot the ball forward and just gave it the ball straight back to (laughs) Ireland, who then made it all the way down the field, got a penalty. Billy Burns just kicked to the corner. Irish line-out. The Irish had been dominating Wales in the line all day. I could only see a, a line-out drive going in for a try, and he missed. He missed the kick. He got it the wrong side of the of the post uh, of of the corner flag, and he killed the game. Um, I've never seen a man look so devastated after after a game. I mean, he really knew how much he'd, he'd cocked up. So uh, that's one to look at on line two. And France beat Italy fifty points to ten. And I think Jack, it could be safe to say, I don't want promotion and relegation in rugby in, in the Six Nations. I should say, sorry, not uh, not rugby in general, but in the Six Nations. I don't like there being bonus points in the Six Nations. I, I bit of a traditionalist when it comes to that competition, but Italy are a problem right now. And I, I don't know, would you agree that their time is is done? I mean, they haven't won for like four years or something crazy. It feels like it, doesn't it? They're, they're just, they're, they're an, you know, you're going to get points. Like every, every team knows they're going to get points. And it's, it's, it's almost like you could just chalk the games off. And what well, remember saying about the end of the last Six Nations, it was like England had Italy. It was like, well, we'll probably win then, won't we? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the, that's what it is. It's such an easy easy victory for any team. And it's a shame for Italy because, you know, they do have their moments. Like we, we talked about the in the 
sorry, what was the tournament called that they set up? Uh, the um, Autumn Station Cup. Yes, um, where Scotland actually got taken 60 minutes by Italy and it was a good game. Yeah. But And that's not, you know, it might actually be a knock on Scotland. Maybe it's a compliment to Italy and, and you, you know, faces it all. But I think maybe the, there is, there's, there's capability there, but... It's it's getting old now that Italy are are just whipping boys. Um, but who's going to replace them, and who's going to be any better? Because we show we you know in that very same tournament, Georgia, who are a team that everyone is talking about because they're all massive, and you know you wouldn't want to face them up front. They got battered by the likes of England. You know of I'm not I'm not sure who else they played of Six Nations teams, but the one game that I saw, they looked like amateurs in comparison to what is, you know, a very good team in that very same tournament. So, Well, the majority of fans would want promotion and relegation to try and grow the game. Uh, if I was to put money on a team coming in, uh, the Six Nations will probably pick South Africa and that will not grow the game in any way, shape or form. No. That will just uh, make life more difficult for the Northern Hemisphere. So we will see what happens. But Italy are struggling uh, enormously. And yeah, they only ever turn up when they play Scotland. So I thoroughly look forward to on this podcast <laughs> announcing that Scotland have not won the Six Nations because we lost to Italy, a team who haven't won in decades. Um, <laughs> now, breaking news, the Phoenix Suns have beaten the Boston and Celtics 100 wow. points to 91 go Suns nice uh, I, I can give you no other information because I didn't really pay attention to the game and I haven't looked at any box scores but anyway a win is a win and I'm happy with that <laughs> so that brings me on to the NBA so just a few things I've seen in the NBA over the last week or so Looks like Derek Rose is going to go back to the New York Knicks, uh, being traded from uh, pod favourites, Detroit Pistons. They're just in this pod non-stop <laughs> these days. Uh, he'll be going back to uh, to the Knicks, and uh, he'll be reunited with Tom Thibodeau. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. looking to go the other way. Uh, the Nets and Wizards, they played an incredible game the other night. Uh, final score of 149-146, in which nobody bothered to defend. That's my sort of game. No time for defense in NBA. I'm, I am James Harden through and through. I just want to see <laughs> attack, attack, attack. So I was very happy with that. Uh, the Nets are currently on a uh, four-game losing streak. Uh, they lost to uh, the Clippers at uh, 124-20. That was another great game. And now one of the main reasons they might be on a four-game losing, losing streak is uh, not being helped by uh, Kevin Durant and the oddity. I don't know if you boys have seen the oddities going on with Kevin Durant and COVID-19. Uh, he was left out of the net starting lineup after close contact um, with, with, with somebody with COVID-19 and he got an inconclusive COVID-19 test. He was then allowed to actually be in the game and he came off the bench in the first quarter. Uh, but then the person who they thought had COVID turned out he did have COVID. So then... Uh, Kevin Durant got pulled out of the game uh, in like the third quarter or something like that uh, threw a bottle of water and then went on to Twitter and just said free me which seemed a bit extreme um, I mean I don't think he was hostage taken but he obviously wasn't too chuffed with that so that's a very odd situation there uh, now boys for reasons that nobody can fathom, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, the NBA have announced that they will have an all-star game this year in Atlanta, Georgia during a pandemic in a country which has dealt with COVID much like Trump dealt with losing the election. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard and De'Aaron Fox have all come out and said, NBA, don't do this. 23 games have been postponed since the start of the season due to COVID-19 uh, and teams being unable to um, field uh, enough players for said games. Uh, and the players themselves are having to submit frequent tests and adhere to very, very strict COVID regulations. I personally think um, an All-Star game is completely pointless 
Um, much like the Pro Bowl, just pick your players, give them the jerseys. It will always be on their stats. I mean, at the end of the day, the All-Star game isn't exactly what it used to be in the 90s where guys were literally punching each other. They're all mates these days. So, um, Jeremy Curo, would you agree that uh, this is a stupid idea? For sure. I love All-Star weekend. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. Um, but there's no point. Yeah, just do give everyone the title that they've made the All-Star game and uh, let them play it in video game form like they're doing with the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, because well, what's the point, really? So um, I'll miss the dunk contest and the three-point contest if they decide to cancel it. But who, the game's never been good. So what are they really losing by not doing it? Also got to enjoy the uh, irony of them getting rid of the three-point contest and the dunk contest, which are the two most socially distanced competitions in the All-Star game. So that's yeah. A, that's an odd <laughs> move. Um, Mr. Jack Green, do you, do you agree? Is it the three agrees? Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, you know, you said that the Pro Bowl was cancelled. Um, and you've got to look at it. Obviously, my what I see is is more on the NFL side of things. But they've the Senior Bowl happened last week. But other than that, every opportunity for for youngsters coming up through from college coming into the NFL has been lost because of COVID. Like, so the big leagues need to be setting an example that that is exactly the the way that it that everyone is behaving. Like. College, like so many college athletes are going to lose out on an opportunity to prove themselves at the combine. Or the, I don't know how it works with the NBA. There must be something similar, like yep. where they prove themselves in, in an athletic sense and in a like and meet people in person. That's all gone now. So how is it that we're able to cancel that for the people really getting their opportunity, but we're not able to do it for the All Star Game? Like it's like Jeremy said, it's crap. Like it's not. It's, <laughs> it's an event, not a game. Is it? Is it like no one wants mm-hmm. to get injured? No one wants to get hurt. So yeah, just that's just stupid. Absolutely. Well, we will. Uh, I think the three of us will apply to become the next commissioners of the NBA, and uh, I'm sure we can do a good job as a team. Um, last thing I want to just point out is just Denver Nuggets big man uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, he's been touted as the potential league MVP for this year. He's averaging 27 points and 11 total rebounds a game uh, for the 12 and 10 Denver Nuggets. Um, now he's become the first center to put up at least 50 points and 10 assists since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it in 1975. Now I stole these stats from NBA.com but in the 119-114 loss to the Sacramento Kings he logged 50 points, 12 assists, Eight rebounds and three blocks on a 20 for 33 shooting. Um, unbelievable stats for Mr. Nikola Jokic. And much like Mr. Tom Brady, he was drafted very, very late. Uh, 41st overall in the 2014 draft. Jeremy Curo, who went number one in the 2014 draft? Wiggins. That's right. Canada's own Andrew wow. Wiggins. And that well is going very, very well, as we <laughs> know. Uh, last thing I just want to say on the NBA, uh, Jeremy, uh, are we harsh on Paul George? Um, he's come out of the blocks this year. And unfortunately, friend of the show and our favorite, Jimmy Buckets, maybe less so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Butler. It's killing my fantasy team this year. Huh. Um, yeah, I, I was like... Paul George. I'm up and down on him, but he's always enjoyable to watch. He's got some funny uh, stories with strippers, much <laughs> like uh, Lou Williams and f- friend of the show, Tim. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to see him have a little bit more success than last year. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, also want people just to uh, just, just watch the Charlotte Hornets. Who'd have thought they'd actually be exciting to watch LaMelo Ball and mm-hmm. uh, Miles Bridges have been a revel- revelation 
uh, for that team. And it turns out Gordon Hayward deserved to get paid the money he did. So I am pleased to see that. And uh, last thing I'll say, um, I know you hate him, but Jeremy, but Kyrie Irving, I'm quite enjoying him, quite, quite enjoying his handles. He plays really damn well. He's one of the best players to watch, I'll admit that. And, I, and I'm trying to not dislike him and Durant because I don't want to dislike them, right? And I've got my cool Kyrie Irving dribbling kangaroo shirt in my closet beside me here. <laughs> so I'd like to give those two another chance, fresh start, and uh, you know, just enjoy watching the play instead and instead of being sort of bitter about their behavior. All right, well, all we can ask from Mr. Kyrie Irving is that he starts believing that the world is, in fact, round. That's all we <laughs> ask. Gentlemen, anything else in the world of sports, or should we move on to Jeremy's fantastic quiz? I'm good to go. I'm good. Quiz time. Okay, there's no theme to this quiz, really. Um, a lot of the answers are a number or they're a location, a, a city, a state, a country. Um, so if neither of you get it right on, we'll just go to whoever's either the closest numerically uh, or geographically okay. and give the point to that person. Brilliant. If that works for you guys. Yeah, so, yes, sir. question number one. The last NCAA football game came out in 2014. What college's quarterback was on the cover? Oh. Clemson. LS named the college on you. Ooh. The correct answer is Michigan, oh. and I think Clemson is probably closer to Michigan, South Carolina, <laughs> than than Louisiana is. So, one point for Ali. Thank you. And uh, if one of you wouldn't mind keeping score, I have. I am keeping score. I'm currently three nil up. Good man. <laughs> yep. Three nothing, Ali. Question number four. No, question number two. <laughs> Doug Flutie's last start for the Buffalo Bills was in the year 2000. How many starting quarterbacks have the Bills had between then and when they dra- drafted Josh Allen in 2018? Question. What? Well, <laughs> uh, what just happened there? Between when, when, when the last time so, he played and when they drafted him. So, so the last time Doug Flutie start started away, to when they... Him and they played straight away. No, so when they... Yeah, to when they drafted him, not to when they... To when he first played. Right, okay. Um, so, so between 2000 and 2018, how many starting quarterbacks did the Bills have, sorry, basically? Eleven. I'm gonna go with eleven. I'm gonna go with seven. Fourteen. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, Come point on. for Jack. Uh, speaking of Josh Allen, he was the number seven pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. Who was the number seventeen? Sorry, who was the number seven pick in 2019? Jeremy, could you please repeat the question? I've had a couple of beers. 2019. Yes. That's okay. Okay. So Josh Allen was the number seven overall pick in the 2018 NFL draft. Who was the seventh pick in the 2019 draft the following year? <sighs> Just trying to think of the bloody team, let alone the player. Um, if you'd like, I can give you the team. Yes. Please. Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Jack? <laughs> well, Jeremy nodded, so I, I, I don't think It's it not is. him. He's a sixth-round um, pick. <sighs> if it's... Oh, Jacksonville is probably a... Def- oh, 2019. Oh, what year am I in? Because <laughs> last, <laughs> last, last year was, 20, last year was, was the Vista Chenault. Yeah, the year before that. It's not DJ Chark, was it? 
No, it was Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive lineman. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a great... DJ great Shark well was their second round pick, Josh. Oh, right, well okay. played. Well played. Okay. Uh, another, and I think the last of the uh, college football questions. What school currently has the most players in the NFL? Oh. Notre Dame. That's a terrible shot, but I'm going to go with him. Alabama. Jack, Alabama. Yeah. Nice one. Hold on. All right. I think that's... Okay. Okay. What team has won more championships? Celtic FC or the Boston Celtics? Oh, Celtic FC. Celtic FC. Celtic FC. Yeah, they've won uh, 51 to 17. Not particularly close. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a point each. Three, two. Uh, okay. On to rugby. How many tries did I score in my rugby playing career? Zero. Oh. Four. One. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I'll take the point. Okay. This is a question from my dad that has nothing to do with sports. Love it. <laughs> so <laughs> who was the first musician of the m- new millennium to have back-to-back <laughs> number one hits? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> in what country? Well, I guess USA. He's oh. an he's an American musician. Pharrell Williams. Uh, no, no. Um, you said he is an American. Musician. So this would be like starting in two thousand. <laughs> I'm can't think of anyone who's American at this That's point. Fine. <laughs> uh, no, let me have a guess. Let me have a guess. Okay. Uh, did you say it was a he? I'm losing. He, yeah, yeah he. he. All right. Uh, uh, Chris Brown. Why would you? Okay, name? correct answer. Carlos Santana. Oh wow. Smooth and Maria Maria. Nice. As soon as they said Chris Brown, I kind of thought, I'm not sure your dad would be much into him, but that's, that's okay. My dad's a massive Santana fan. Good. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Kuro. Uh, yeah. No. Well, he won't hear that, but I'll tell him. <laughs> much like my mom doesn't listen. Okay. How many current U.S. cities have a team in each of the four major North American sports? Shit. Wow, that's a question. So a team in, a, in, in North America that's got... It's, yeah, so they have, four. they have a team in, in baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. All right. Um, Jack, you may need to like edit in some music yeah, or just cut gonna the think about, pause. Yeah, I'm going to write this, this down. Take? Da, 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 da. In the meantime, What a song, Jack. Oh, it's amazing. Just, my, just every time I hear this song, I see Miles. Yeah, right. He met him or something, right? Isn't that how it came up? I thought she always went on about him. All right. Well, we got to hear the main bit. Remember the video we shot of Harvey under the waterfall? Yeah. So stupid. I'm pretty sure him and What's the Face are still together, you know. 
Ida? Yeah, nice. Ida? I remember when she threw his clothes over the balcony because he didn't stay and cuddle. <laughs> and I found them the next morning when I was cleaning the courtyard. <laughs> All right. What a song. All right, I have got six. Is your guess six, or did you think of six? Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> 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 I've got six six cities that have all four okay. of the major sports. And are you? That's what you're going to go with six. I'm going to. Yeah, I'd like to go with six. Yes. You're going to. You don't have to name them. Okay, I'm going to go with. No, I will name them afterwards, but I'm going to go with six. Yes, Jack. I got seven. Okay, is set, are those your official guesses? Six and seven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. The correct it's answer is twelve. Yeah, no. so Jack. <laughs> yeah. And do I know them? No, I didn't write them down. Ali, what well, did I got, you get? I got, I got Phoenix, New York, yep. Los Angeles, yep. Boston, Denver, and Dallas. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Who else? Washington. So I, I got Detroit, uh, New York, Miami, Miami, LA, Arizona. So I put Arizona, but it's Phoenix. Um, yeah, that Chicago counts. and Pittsburgh. Yep. Like Minneapolis, oh. Pittsburgh oh. doesn't have a basketball team. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. Pittsburgh, whatever. Okay. How many... Okay. Team, I don't know what question this is. Question something. How many teams are there in Major League Soccer? Oh, um, uh, 24. Shit. I had no clue until I looked it up. Uh, I was going to say 24. I'm going to say 24? 30 instead. Oh, 27. Oh. I think you split the point there. Wow. Half point each. All right, we'll take a half Okay. Each. What North American... I guess this is sort of a North American <laughs> quiz. Uh, what North American <laughs> sports team has won the most championships? Of any sport. Of any sport. Oh, shit. That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, Can we, what, Jack, we, maybe we should just team up. Let's just do this as a team. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so the Steelers... Okay. The Steelers are up there. Steelers won what six? They've won six. But actually, the Patriot, the Patriots won six. So, it, so it's potentially. I'm, go I'm going with the Boston Bruins. I'm going with the I'm going with the Boston Bruins. Okay, Jack, you want to get your guess in? Sorry, Jack, I've just I've just pied you off there. I'm just trying to think of hockey teams that have won shitloads. Montreal Canadiens. Oh, I didn't go even consider them? Canada. Sorry. Uh, Canada. Yeah, why not? Let's go with Canadians. Sure, that's a great guess, Jack. They're right up the, near the top. It's actually the New York Yankees. With oh, 27. Well, that's obvious, actually, when you think about it. I think that uh, Montreal is something like 23. So you were close. Okay, uh, Ali, you might have a better chance at this next one. Probably Who not. was the last country, apart from the USA, to win the Olympic gold medal in basketball? Uh, and I'll give you a hint. It was 2004. I'm going to say Spain. Feels like an easy that's answer. Yeah, that's a great shout. I'll go with Serbia. Uh, Argentina. Oh, wow. wow. No way. Jack. Ginobili. Spanish, you get a point. I'll give you half. Yeah, Jack, you get the point. I'll take it. Even though it's further away, it's closer <laughs> in language. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and our last question, there are five possible answers, so I'll give you a point for each one. Now, um, NFL Europe is something that used to exist. Um it had nine teams in it throughout five countries, uh, which is kind of funny because the CFL, which just had its 107th Grey Cup, also only has nine teams. <laughs> and at one point, as we've established, two of them were called the Rough Riders. <laughs> so my question to you guys is, 
what are the five countries that had NFL Europe teams in them? I think Ali has a better chance than me. Um, um, well, okay. Scot- so four of them had Scot- one team, Scotland. And, and Scotland is one. Right. Yeah, England. One point, Ali. Yeah, yes. The Netherlands. Yeah, actually. Um, I want to say Germany. Yeah, Germany had five. Wow. Fantastic. So we just need one more yeah. country. One more country. Well done. You've gone four for four. Um, it's going to be something random, like Spain. Spain. Oh, now, hey, very well done. All right. I thought that one might take a while. I'm unbelievably impressed. I'll take three. Jack gets two. All right. The scoring's gone a bit crazy, but sure. we'll get there at the end. And uh, yeah, I don't know what the final score is, so Ali, I'll All right. ask you to. I will tally, tally that up. up. Um, so unfortunately, I was hoping for a Scotland England like shock in the quiz as well as the Calcutta Cup, but I have let the country of Scotland down again. Well done, me, uh, Jack Green. Uh, you have eight points. You have eight points. I have uh, five and a half. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jack. Well, Donald Jack's well the done, dynasty Jack. among back back in it. Our quizzes. Well done, Jack. It yeah, should well, be noted you. that three of my five and a half points came in that last question. <laughs> 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 um, hey, that's all right. It's a great quiz, though, Jeremy, Thank you. Yeah, Jeremy Kiro, thank Thanks. you very much. That was a wonderful quiz. And we do hope you play along at home um, when we do these quizzes. And if you ever have a quiz idea, give us a shout. Instagram at all our teams. Uh, don't bother doing it on Twitter because we, uh, we don't go on there. Um, <laughs> but Jeremy Kiro, thank you very much. Mr. Jack Green. It is time for the Neil Lennon twat of the week. What a twat. So I've, I've been pretty bad with twats of the week of, of late um, to the point where we anointed Neil Lennon the uh, sponsor of it because, well, he was pretty twatty <laughs> and uh, I didn't have anyone else. Um, this week actually uh, has spawned from a conversation that we just had. So I'm I'm going to give it to Adam Silver. Now, we've, we've, talk, we've talked him up quite a lot. Over the bubble and everything with 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 the NBA. Um, for those that don't know, he is the NBA commissioner. Um, and quite frankly, uh, I I didn't know that the uh, All Star Game was going ahead before this podcast. And I think he deserves it. He's been very good uh, and and realistic, um, diplomatic almost, you might say, in the way that he's dealt with COVID in the NBA. But this is. There's only one reason why they could be doing this, and that's got to be money. It's got to be financial. They're not getting they're not getting fans in the stands. They're losing out on a lot of money. We've talked about it in other pods about how it's probably going to mess with the salary caps. This is an opportunity for them to make some cash. A lot of TV coverage. A lot of very very famous, very very talented people in a small space. It seems very stupid to me. Um, NBA has been hit quite hard by COVID. Um, particularly potentially more than um in terms of well maybe by percentage anyway than than other other leagues um so yeah i think it's it's quite disappointing to hear that that's going ahead um so adam silver this week you are the neil lennon twat of the week what a twat I don't know if we clap this one. Very good. Um, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no arguments there for me. I'm a huge Adam Silver fan. I do think um, of you know we've spoken on the podcast before compared to Manfred of the M- MLB or um, your man Goodell at the NFL, and I don't even know the name of the NHL guy unfortunately, but um, he's Batman. always yeah, thank you. He's always come out very well, Adam Silver. But this is a poor choice. Atlanta in the state of Georgia, they are allowing fans into you know in a limited capacity into the 
into the stands. I imagine they would be hoping to have people in the arena for the All-Star game. Um, but if you're just also having an All-Star game to purely have the All-Star game, what an absolute waste of everybody's time. And is, is anyone really going to tune in, to be honest? Um, possibly not. Um, and yeah, you know, the NFL has been able to probably survive with COVID in the sense that they have su- such large teams, such large rosters. You can kind of just get a guy off the practice squad and fire them on the field for five minutes. Uh, in the in the in the NBA, you simply can't do that, and and teams have not been able to have the the required minimum of eight players. I mean, that's pretty staggering when teams can't even just muster eight people to go out and play. So um, it's not looking good. So yes, I I agree. Unfortunately, with a heavy heart, Mr. Adam Silver is the Neil Lennon twat of the week boys a wonderful podcast uh, the beers are flowing nicely for the super bowl um we are currently <laughs> about an hour and a half before the coverage starts here in the uk so it looks like we get a good 20 minutes preview before the before the game but uh, that'll be good <laughs> yeah so let's end with our favorite top threes and now this week boys I'm not sure if I understood this one, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So it's just anything with the word super or bowling. Um, is yeah. this right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. As right. a tribute to the Super Bowl. Right, brilliant. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, Mr. Jeremy Curo, I believe you came up with this. So would you like to go or would you like to defer sure. it to I'll, the mayor of Buffalo? Uh, I can go first. Uh so uh, I have three shout-outs, uh, all to do with Super. Number one, uh, the Super Terrific Happy Hour, which is a fictional show inside the fictional show of Seinfeld. Nice. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, fake number two, Super Dave Osborne, very funny comedian, entertaining guy, and a Superannuation in Australia, which also <laughs> always gave us a little bit of <laughs> extra <laughs> money. That was good. <laughs> Well done. Uh, well done. But to the actual top three, from super to bowl, uh, a bowl of Irish stew, which I tried in <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> uh, number two, the movie Super Bad, which oh, I saw four nice. times yeah, yeah. at the cinema, nice. breaking my record of three, which was for the Avengers and for Grown Ups. Uh, and number one, my high score of 189 in bowling when I was 15 years old. <laughs> One hundred. You got one hundred eighty nine. What? That's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. I normally get like six. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Superannuation oh. was a great shout. That was a great that one. Was a um, <laughs> right. I'll I'll just go with mine then. Uh, I've gone for the Reddit page R Super Bowl, which when you actually go onto it, it's dedicated to owls. Because it's actually superb <laughs> owls and not Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a good one to catch you out. Um, the South African Sports Network, oh. Super Sport. Nice. Gone with that. Gone with them. Um, I, I've then gone with lawn bowls and indoor bowls, mainly because I was, oh, nice. I was the 2004 Carbridge Junior Champion of oh. indoor bowls. Legend. Um, oh, nice. I got a trophy and everything. So am I an athlete? Almost certainly. So... Those were mine because I didn't really understand what we were doing. So, <laughs> Mr. Jack Green. Yeah, I kind of just came up with a list of things that have Super Bowl in it because there was none of them felt like top to me, but they they, they just work. Start off with sure. toilet bowl, as I feel like we spend a lot of time there, <laughs> so it's important to all of us in our lives. Super glue, because you know it's funny when people stick their hands together with it. Um, a couple of bands. <laughs> Super Tramp, who did, oh, did the my song. Mom Take a look at my girlfriend. <laughs> that song, that's them. Um, yeah. 
uh, and Super Furry Animals, which is ridiculous that that was a band that got signed. Um, Superman, which is important to everybody. Supermarket, which is nice. definitely important to everybody, especially you know when you need food. Um, bowling, I brought up to, um, and the uh, the tendon bowling company that that's in Britain called Bolarama, which is brilliant. Bolarama sounds fantastic. And finally, um, the Portuguese beer Superbuck. And that's yeah, that's that's all I got. Very good. Uh, well, that boys is probably the best top threes we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, uh, I think that defines the podcast uh, absolutely uh, tooth and nail. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, it's great <laughs> to have the trio of, of us back. Uh, as I've said before, the beers are flowing. We're ready for the Super Bowl. By the time you've listened to this, we will know whether the, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have taken home. The Vince Lombardi, we will uh, dissect that game at length in the next podcast, I am sure. So, mainly because I need to go put more beers in the fridge, let's say <laughs> our good nights. So, Mr. Jack Green, thank you and good night. Good night to you both. I hope you both enjoy the game. I'm sure we'll be talking. I do have an admission. I went to Lidl instead of Aldi for my cheap cans of gin and tonic tonight. So it could be a pretty wild one. I hope you enjoy the game, boys. Oh, yeah. All right. I look forward to our Zoom chat as the game goes on. Mr. Jeremy Curo, you will be watching this game at a normal time, not in the <laughs> middle of the night. So do enjoy True. that. Thank you and good night. Yeah. See you, boys. Uh... Official suggestion is don't buy Eagle Bombardier Premium, <laughs> Premier, pre- oh, Premium. Sorry, these the things hit you a little harder uh, than you think. <laughs> ale, British Ale, whatever. Anyway, we'll be seeing you. Enjoy the game. Chat soon. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have been the All Our Teams podcast. Uh, and I'd just like to say uh, a quick note. Uh, the podcast world lost Chris Wesling of the Around the NFL podcast at the age of 46. So, uh we wish his family all the best and rest in peace, Mr. Chris Wesley. Good night. I've always thought Coldplay's a poor man's U2. Thank you, Jack, for your sports up. <laughs> Maybe Ali's the one drinking the Corona with no lime. My nose just erupted. One kiss from you make me hard go boom. Jack, show me your booby. Jack, show me your booby. Jack, show me your boobie, because I want to see it. No way. Oh, yes. Oh, I was listening to that the other day. Came on on my shuffle, just left it on. So you boys can hear me on my mic. So uh, have I been doing 20, have we done 28 episodes where you boys couldn't hear me? Gotta have house. Music. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah.